0: If you give me 12 weeks, I'll help you launch that new project, go after that better job, or overcome that challenge in your business. To find out how I can help you, head on over to insporising.com slash coach. That's insporising.com slash coach.
1: Having a business is one thing, but you also have to have a healthy insight, a healthy support so that um, you're confident to actually skyrocket or to actually embrace success.
0: Welcome to Inspiration Rising. My name is David Trotter and I'm a business growth consultant. I'm passionate about helping business owners, just like you, rise above your biggest barriers to reach your greatest goals, all without the paralyzing overwhelm, feeling all alone, or wondering what the heck to do next. I'm a former pastor and a serial entrepreneur who's passionate about personal growth because that's what's helped me cultivate peace in my life and empowered me to love my amazing wife, Laura, of 26 years and our two almost grown kids. So if you're all about business, personal growth, and peace in your life, you're in the right place. I'm super glad that you're here. Hello, friends, and welcome back to Inspiration Rising. As you know, I'm all about supporting and lifting up women who are starting and growing their own businesses. And I feel like recently I met my long-lost sister in the Philippines. Her name is Maine Ui, and she's the founder of the CEO Society. See what she did there? She EO? Come on now, that's good. Now, the CEO Society is a support system community and a platform where ideas are exchanged and empowerment is promoted among female entrepreneurs in Southeast Asia. Now, in this episode, you are going to be super inspired by Maine's story of resilience and how she's making a big difference in the lives of women in the Philippines. Now, by the way, she's also a brand ambassador for Rise Up Creatives, our new resource helping business owners create beautiful, engaging social media in just five minutes a day. And I'm super excited. Can I say super excited even more? I love that term, super excited. I'm super excited to have her on board. Hey, if you are not aware of Rise Up Creatives, you can check it out at riseupcreatives.com. Now, before we jump into this interview, I want to ask you to help us keep growing this show. With over 180 episodes of inspiring interviews with female business owners and leaders, I truly believe that Inspiration Rising is a tremendous source of not only inspiration, but training, and we want more people to experience it. So will you take a moment to text a friend and tell them to listen to Inspiration Rising on their favorite podcast app? All they have to do is open up their favorite podcast app, type in the search box, Inspiration Rising will pop up Click subscribe and start listening to incredible interviews with amazing female entrepreneurs and business leaders. Or, or if you don't want to text somebody, just take a screenshot of this episode right now on your phone and then post it on social media and be sure to tag at Inspo Rising and we'll be sure to reshare it. All right, let's jump into my conversation with Main Ui. Well, Maine, thanks so much for taking some time to join me today. I appreciate it.
1: Thanks, David, for giving us this platform to share everything about the Sheo Society and oh, what we can do for women entrepreneurs out there.
0: Absolutely. So let's start by talking about your motivation to start the She EO society. I have yeah. to get used to saying that. I have to almost have to slow myself down and be like She E O.
1: It's like C E O, but it's more oh, like She E O. I
0: get it. I love it. I love the name. That's awesome. So tell me what motivated you to start the organization?
1: So I'll tell you a little backtrack a little bit. So I started young. I started my company when I was 18 or around that time. I think going 18, it was me juggling both my university works and a little bit of freelancing. So just a little background to everyone listening. I'm also Chinese. So if you have an Asian upbringing, your your dad or your mom, we call them the tiger dads and tiger mom, would instill that mindset in you that, hey, you have to make your own business. So when I was young, I already know that I'm going to be on entrepreneurship path. I really started young, and uh, while in my university, I started this graphic design. It was just the time that social media is picking up. So during breaks, I would uh, cross the road. Um, there's this coffee shop there, and then I would do all my all my um, so, like my, my projects there, along with my homeworks. For and then, of course, with yes, for clients. When I graduated, um, that's the time that I immediately jump on the entrepreneurship. <laughs> you can get that entrepreneurship and i was really excited so i had the big hopes and dreams for this i'm like okay let's go big and um i have something new it's an innovation and um, all my fresh ideas would help all these um businesses out there with so-so branding and doesn't even have a social media presence so i made all the mistakes when i was young i was really naive um, I think um, I rushed into it a bit and then I made all the mistakes and one of the biggest challenges that I faced that time was um, management, team management. I was young. I thought it was like managing a group project so I didn't know the difference. So I was just acting on what I know. Of course, in the middle of that um, comes the, of course, it's hard to find clients because you're young. A lot of people will doubt you like what do you have? What do you have that others don't? So you know everything got lost in translation and um i failed to charge my real value you know the value that i'm asking for i sure. think um, if i'm not mistaken here in the philippines it's just uh 15,000 pesos for a monthly retainer so it's roughly around $300 per month mm-hmm. for a full social media campaign so it wasn't enough because that $300 that's the th- that's the only time that that's the amount that i pay one designer Mm-hmm. And I have a lot. I have a lot. So I got burnt out because I haven't been paying myself as well. Because you know, entrepreneur, you know, I, I can just bootstrap and then give everything for the business. So I got burnt out. I I don't know uh, what am I doing. I think I think my 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 goal that time was to just get more cash, get mm-hmm. more cash flows in. And that was my focus. That I forgot what I'm really good at, what I'm passionate about, and that is conceptualizing strategizing coming up with beautiful ideas and campaigns and making art you know like um, immersing myself to culture and then applying it to my to my co- communication plans I that got lost mm. that was I think it went on for about like three four years three years of me just you know what uh, come on and just cry here oh my why are the clients not paying me and then um sometime in, I think, late 2018, I said, okay, fine, I'll just go back to what I love, which is art, fashion, mm-hmm. and everything about design. So I went back to school. Um, uh, there's this school here in, uh, in the Philippines. It's called Sofa Design Institute. So I went back there, and I took fashion product development because… Product development for fashion is really would test all your limits. So I feel like I'm very, very influenced by fashion and how I create all my brands, even though they're not fashion. For me, that's the look like it's like the benchmark. Mm-hmm. So I took them and even including the interior design. So with the interior design, that's when the Shio Society was born because we had the midterms exam, um, we're gonna we're tasked to create the scale model. Uh, okay, this is the plain room. And then the challenge was, the big idea was, how will you create, uh, create a place of respite, like uh, a place that you're you, a place that you find comfort and peace? Remember that before I was an entrepreneur, young, I had no support system, I got lost. So wh- what I created is a, a, a tea room, like a salon, like a I don't know what you call it. It's like, you know, where Marie Antoinette and her court ladies would just drink tea or like just wear all their beautiful laces. It's that it's that was my key visual that time. So I said, okay, let's recreate this. And I wanted to have a space for my fellow women entrepreneurs where we'll just talk freely about everything we're passionate about. I was looking, I I felt the need that I need to have that space because. I don't have that space. It was really hard for me because I can't be vulnerable. I'm an entrepreneur, I have to have that facade, you know, that tiger mom facade, tiger, that tiger Asian entrepreneur facade. So I couldn't lower my hair down and I said I need a space that I can just be vulnerable like if I fail at something, you know, they would welcome me with open arms. If I needed support, they would be there.
0: Mm-hmm. So I
1: created the, the first, you know, the, the, the scale model of the CEO society. So that was the first time that I created. And I said, okay, now that this is a vision, how can we move forward? But to tell you that time was also balancing a lot of my social media clients, the remaining ones, but I already don't like it anymore. And, um, it, it continued on until September, 2019, that was my birthday, and I cried so much that time. I was I turned twenty five, because all of the past pains when I was younger, all the um, frustrations, everything just caught up. Mm-hmm. And then I realized I don't have inner peace, and um, that inner peace is something that I need for me to attain the success that I want. Because mm-hmm. that has been holding me back. Because every time that I I, I will take off. You know, I would doubt myself, like, "Oh, you'll have haters again. You'll have all these people to to hate on you." That really weighed me down, and I cried. I cried, and I know I, I just I just don't want to do what I'm doing anymore. Um, I don't like the clients that I'm handling that time. I have I have I still have a team, maybe one or two, and I don't know how will I pay them. I just I just wanna. I can't anymore. I was at the, that. I'm done, yeah. And then luckily, like during October, we went to London. So again, I escaped facing the music again. I said, okay, maybe I just need a break. And then, you know, my partner and I went to London um, together with with his family. So we were there and I'm like immersed by it. So there's a lot of brands that I want to handle. Oh, this is how we should apply it to the brands at home. And then I came home um what we thought that i would come home inspired i came home more broken mm. it's more like i'm so empty and i'm so empty inside i mm. don't have anything i just can't it was a burnt out and then uh, one of my friends from uh, zamata philippines it's a food app you know where you book a table for a restaurant because i also have a restaurant um uh talked to me like hey man. Uh, do you want to go back to your alma mater, your uh, the university, and give a talk to fresh graduates about how to succeed in life, <laughs> David? That time I'm already feeling like I'm a failure. Why would I talk about how to be successful in life? Sure. I was already doubting myself. I was like spiraling down, and, and then I, th- I think a, a few days before, I I wanted to cancel. Like mm-hmm. I don't want to do this anymore. Um, I don't think I'm credible because. I'm ba- I have zero money in my bank account. I failed my business. Um, I don't know what's going to happen to me in the following months of uh, like coming into 2020. So that was 2019. But then again, I still showed up. <laughs> I showed up. Uh, I wore my really nice um, white suit, together with my heels, you know, kind of like have that facade that, oh, yes, I'm I'm successful. But deep inside, I'm already crumbling down. So I gave a talk to this uh, this the, the I think they were like 20 20 18 to 20 years old. Okay. And it reminded me so much of who I was before. And looking at them they have hopes. They they have that twinkle in their eyes. And I saw myself in the audience and I like okay I think I need to tell them what they need to expect. Then afterwards it was really successful like we were well received. And they were like I hope I uh, will be like you when uh, when I hit your age, and um, you know, just I allowed it. I, I simmered in, <laughs> simmered into all of that, and then I went to my uh, it's a uh, close biker's. There's this uh, like this favorite bar that I like in Conrad, so it's like a celebratory drinks. So I got my favorite mezcal drink. So together with my partner, we drank, and I said, you know what? Um, I want the feeling like this. Why? why can't I just make, uh, monetize what my knowledge are? Mm. Why can't I just share what I know to, to women entrepreneurs? Like, you know, if they, can't, uh, if they can't find the value of how like, I do th- my social media, then why not just share my knowledge? Because for me, it's, um, it's a waste if I don't. And that's where it, it was born. So then and there, I thought of the, the first Tell All Masterclass. So um, the first tell-all masterclass was, happened last January 2020. I sold out on all the seats and it was really fast. Like It was re- well-received and um, it was the caliber of the woman entrepreneurs that I'm looking for. It was the perfect fit. I, it's like me looking at uh, different versions of me. I, I felt home. And all the vision that I created from the, the scale model sure. down to – down to how I created the Tell All Masterclass. It was all aligned and everything, like everything um followed after that. Mm. That's when I, you know what, I'll drop everything, change all the name, you know, file for bankruptcy, close everything, and just focus on the CEO society. So now, <laughs> fast forward after a year, oh, we have about um ar- around eighty plus members. You know, a lot of brand collabs and a lot of product launches, brand launches here and there, and um, a lot of them we've grown, we've they've grown their brand, um because of. What we have here in the CEO society, I'm really proud that it came full circle.
0: <laughs> that is amazing.
1: Full circle, yeah. Wow!
0: Thank you for sharing that story. That is uh, that is incredible. And so, when you held this first tell all masterclass, what was the topic? Where was it held? What was how many people were there? Take us to that moment.
1: So the first tell-all masterclass, it was last January 2020. So um, it, uh, I, it's an exclusive event. So I, I still want that exclusivity. You know, it, uh, it's, I think it's rather very enticing. <laughs> so it was uh, around 10 people. I, I think I stretched it to up to like 15. But the first tell-all, the actual event, it was uh, from, I think it was from 10 a.m. to r- around 4 p.m. It was really long. So it was all about branding, everything that I know, my strengths, branding, um, you know, designing products, you know, the the retail mix, the product price, place, promotion, just nailing it down and then starting it all up. So I thought what I thought would be a three-hour workshop or three-hour masterclass, it stretched out until the afternoon because everybody had something to say. Mm. Everybody was always conversing like, hey, I was there in your shoes that time this is how i did it everyone's just comfortable pitching with each other so i'm just there and facilitating things and um it was really a beautiful it was a success because you know like everyone was comfortable i didn't expect it because at first right david when you're in like a new group of people you're like oh who is this person like why would sure. i be vulnerable to her i think there we've embraced vulnerabilities and that's I, that that's was like the most proud moment that I have because I'm a genuine person. I'm a I'm even a vulnerable person, David. A lot of people are saying, even my family are saying, like, um, we call it rupok. It's like brittle. They call me a brittle because like, you know, um I I'm faced with chancha, I would cry, but after that would stand up. But I cry. I, I cry. So to to have that feeling that you know embracing vulnerabilities during the first tell all masterclass really mm-hmm. empowered me. So after that, um, you know after the tell all, we we caught up with each other and a lot of them, you know, it was something that started them that kickstart their brands. Mm-hmm. So yeah, ten people uh, during the uh, actual tell and other others are like one on ones already, but I'm happy that the success rate six, like I think sixty to seventy percent launched. Their brand after the title. Wow.
0: Wow. So these were people that were just getting started. Yes. Okay. Getting
1: started. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Now the 80 members that you have, how did you enroll those members and what what do you offer them in terms of support?
1: So, you know, it's for women with the intent to start. So I'm just really focusing on the start aspect mm-hmm. because uh, what we're giving, we have we are standing on four pillars. That is for the foundation, the platform, and the community for support. So the foundation, these are the programs. So you can get the club memberships through the programs. So um, last year, I had a lot of programs. <laughs> so if you listen to my podcast, I just uploaded it a while ago, I, yesterday, Uh, I thought I said like, okay, 2020 was a lot of programs and I got confused. So now I streamlined it. I redesigned the tell all. So it's now the tell all program. So it's not just about branding, but it's also about how to market them, how to price them, how to design your product, design a collection, how to pitch them and down to starting it all up. So it's really a tell all. (laughs) It says it's an eight -week week course and that includes the club memberships. Then goes the platform. So, what's so nice about the society is that we have monthly events. So it's a members-only event, and then uh, I would I would usually invite the CEOs to be the speakers. So I would pick a topic for them. I usually think of a theme, monthly theme. Mm-hmm. And then I would think of like a like a topic for a webinar or workshop. Then if I see it's a fit for them, I would invite them so that they can showcase their, their brand. If not, they can just talk about what they're passionate about. It's been a success so far because after that, I think they're getting a lot of follows, a lot of uh, like they're nurturing that genuine relationship, um, CEO to CEO. And then there's the community and support. So we have we also have a Telegram group. So it's more casual there. So it's not always about, you know, all lady boss stuff. So it's more of like, you know, oh, hey, oh, I love this boy band. Like I'm crushing on this boy. So we're talking about like all things feminine. So this is the way that we give them uh, the, the platform, like the support that mm-hmm. they need. Because it's uh, I feel like... Um, having a business is one thing, but you also have to have a healthy inside, a healthy support, so that um, you're comfortable um, and you're confident. Not comfortable, you're confident to actually skyrocket or to actually, you know, embrace success.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so um, so there is a cost and investment of being a member, and yeah. so they can either just join as a member or they can join the eight-week program, the tell-all program, mm-hmm. and then they become a member by joining that. Yes. Okay, and so then there are these monthly events. Now, you started this in January 2020, and then yeah. I assume, y- you know, the Philippines was impacted by uh, COVID, like what, probably March, February or March?
1: Yeah.
0: And so no more... F- in person events, has everything been pretty much online for you the last year?
1: Everything's online um, since March last year. Mm-hmm. But th- wait, hold on. I had my first in person event, which was the first catch up event. It was a follow up event from the tell all. So we call okay. that the coffee and conversation. So that's our monthly catch up. So we were fortunate to host one in person. One in
0: person. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And this is and in the rest was, This is yes. Manila
1: so far we we're, we're, we're now in manila of course this is where we are but uh, since uh, the pandemic happened we've been embracing the global mindset because everyone's online you know i feel like uh, one of the many things that uh, brought us together this pandemic it brought us together and it actually blurred the line of um, you know uh, like physical borders now we can invite everyone all over the globe if they want to join. They're very, very open to join us in these conversations.
0: That's awesome. So what are some of the biggest challenges that female entrepreneurs, especially those that are starting up specifically in the Philippines or Southeast Asia, what are maybe some of the unique challenges that female entrepreneurs face in that region? And maybe they're not unique. I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of asking the question out <laughs> of ignorance to say, are there are there unique challenges?
1: Well, I'm, now I'm speaking on my own challenges as a Filipino entrepreneur. Um, I remember joining this Vogue fashion conversation. I think it was around April or May. And then uh, the guy that was talking is the creative director of Montclair. So he mentioned about uh, think local, go global. So that was supposed to be the mindset because what you want is to showcase the local aspect to the global stage. Mm-hmm. Um It wasn't the first time that I heard this line. So you remember I took courses on fashion and design, right? And then um, uh, this professor of mine, um, his name is uh, Mon Galicia. uh, I took his retail merchandising class. And then I was designing my my brand. Uh, It was a a fashion brand. And I was telling him, oh, here, I'm going to target just Metro Manila. So when I heard the Think Local Go Global... I think this is one of the many challenges. Like I, we don't talk about it, but here in the Philippines, uh, I notice also with my CEOs, they would often limit themselves to just one place. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, mean uh, I'm from Metro Manila, and um, this is the only place that I can cater. And I would push them further, like, why don't you like offer it nationwide or, you know, offer worldwide shipping? So it was something also that held me back, because at first when I created the CEO Society, I said oh, the Philippines need need the support system. But then a lot of people from all over the globe are actually tuning in. And that's why we met, David. You're from LA and I'm from Manila. And um, I think that was one of the challenges we have because we always think so, like we're just limiting ourselves to the local aspect when Mm -hmm. the world is our stage. And online, Instagram, you use the right hashtag, tune into the right frequency, join the proper groups. You have the world for the, for you. It it will be the doors will open for you, and I think that's one of the challenges, which leads me to the second challenge, pricing. <laughs> I'm going through the same thing. So, how I think of a local aspect, it was a struggle for me to put the real value of what I can offer. Mm-hmm. So I always think about the scarcity, you know you know thinking the, the small thinking like think local it's okay but it's more of coming from the scarcity space like i don't think i can um i'm just from the philippines i don't think the world will embrace me it leads to that and uh, i w- i was going through that and i said okay why am i you know some people are asking like even the shios from around the globe they're asking may you i think you're you're pricing it you know pricing it cheap there and i'm like what do you mean cheap I mean, there's a disconnect. Um, you're 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 evoking such a premium feeling. You're you're inspired by fashion and all of these beautiful brands, mm. but there has been a disconnect, and it got me into thinking. Oh, I think this is also something that everyone in the mm-hmm. Philippines, especially um, entrepreneurs here, um, they're forgetting that there's more. there's more beyond our, the Mm -hmm. Philippines. (laughs) Um, We can cater to more market and we just have to be open about it and just embrace the real value of, and be comfortable with it.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. What about your, uh, and once again, this is a question out of ignorance. So I'm Mm -hmm. just curious, Um, (laughs) but is there an expectation for you as a uh, Filipino female to be more in like interested in finding a husband and creating a family versus starting a business or growing your career or or am I just making that up
1: okay um I'm gonna be vulnerable a bit David if that's okay so um I'm 26 years old and um, my mom had me when she was 21 so when i turned 21 my mom was very my mom's a tiger mom but like i owe it all to her as well so she was expecting me to like find a husband and but then i i'm already in a 7 year relationship you know my partner has been great um we've, we've grown together and he he also has his his business he's also an entrepreneur but then um you know you see for high performing people <laughs> So the idea of marriage this early, um, it's not there yet. At least for me. At least mm-hmm. for me. Um, I, I, I don't see myself settling down until like I think I'm when I'm 30. But then again, the people around me are saying, hey man, you have a body clock. You have a body clock. I'm like, there are options. That's why, that's why we're hustling because there are a lot of options already. You can freeze. You can do free that you know the embryo freezing and all of that. There's a lot of options, and they're telling me, "Do you have the funds?" I will have the funds. (laughs) Actually, that pushed me. That's that's actually motivating me. But but if in terms of your question, if there there's some sort of um, the urgency or like a pressure from those around us, yes, there is. But I feel like it's up to us if we're gonna submit to that because. The best way is to just respond and just tell them, come from honesty, that right now my focus is my career. I'm trying to build an empire. And when it's when it's the perfect time, why not? Uh, the options are there. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. And your parents say what back to you about that?
1: My dad does more... Um, He's he's more chill about it he, yeah. because I'm the I'm the eldest daughter, so he loves me dearly. I'm sure. My mom, on the other hand, of course, you know, he, she has her own practice. She went through a lot as well, so I think she wants to wants me already to go through that. But I'm like, no, no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> she wants those grandkids.
1: I got her a dog, though.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Grand dog. There you go. So what is your ultimate dream for the CEO Society? Like, what do you envision, say, five years from now? It's only been a year or so. So like five years from now, what would you dream of experiencing with the CEO Society?
1: So, David, I'm a traveler myself. So if there was no pandemic, I've been traveling four to five times in the year. Um, for me, because it's a cultural immersion. Like I always come home very inspired and um, like filled with ideas. So just to give you also uh, like a back like a backstory to it. Um when I created the space, the you know the space for my my class my midterms um, one of the many inspirations that I have is this, uh, this place called Luxy Luxie. It's in Singapore. You can look it up. It's by lo behold group and it's one of the most successful food group food group in Singapore. So they're the ones um, behind Odette. Um, it's a number one restaurant. I'm into that. <laughs> I'm into the fine dining scene. I'm into the art cuisine. So they're the ones behind Odette. That's no number one restaurant here in Asia. And uh, when I went there in Luxi I said, this is how I want CEO to be. So I want like a reading room. I want a place for them to drink, you know, drink tea or cocktail or whatever. So definitely it's something that, Im- that got embedded in me that mm-hmm. I need to have a space. I need to have a space, actual space. Actual space in five years. I, I maybe it can be a can be a co working or what. But I just want a space, and then in five years also, um, I'm also inspired by Shark Tank. Hopefully, by that time I could incubate brands and really help them from ground up. So that's where I'm seeing my path, like uh, be able to invest in what I know would be the next big thing, mm-hmm. um, created by female-led woman entrepreneurs or CEOs.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that's amazing about Instagram is that if somebody's been on it for quite a, quite a while, you can scroll, scroll, scroll <laughs> way back. And uh, I don't know how old you were when you started on Instagram, but you looked pretty young. And I was thinking, man, I'm looking at a young, perhaps teenage Maine, and I'm wondering what would the Maine today say to the main who was 18 or 19 years old? What would you say to her?
1: I thought about this a lot, David. <laughs> but I have a few things to say. I, have, I think I have three things to say to her. The first one is to to be forgiving. That's the first one. Because I remember when I was 18, I have so much anger in me. It's like, it's like coming from grit. Like, I wanted to prove everyone wrong. I wanted to prove them all wrong. I wanted to, you know, somehow like, you know, I will be successful and you'll be down there. That was my space. And while it really did help me, you know, it motivated me, but it was coming from such a negative space. So Mm. that was the first thing I would tell her, like, hey, man, young man, be forgiving. You know, if someone um, hurt you, just forgive them, but never forget, just forgive them and just move on. The second one is to to savor every little moment because I remember, of course, coming from grit again, I remember rushing into things um, when I was 18. So I I graduated high school. I rushed into it. I didn't want my high school people to be around me. It was coming from negative space. And I thought I'll be over that. But I carried that over to my college life. It was more of like, I want to graduate already so I can start the business. Hmm. So I didn't stop to smell the roses. And there are a lot. There's not a journey. The most beautiful thing about the journey, right, is the stopovers. I didn't do any stopovers. <laughs> I didn't do any stopovers. So don't rush into it. You know, take savor every moment. And the last one that I would tell her is to, um, you know, like to believe in yourself. <laughs> I think I did believe in myself when I was young. But it's more like there are still doubts. There were a lot of doubts um, when I was young. Be- I believe because it's also brought about the anger in me, that grit, that um, trying to prove everyone wrong. So I constantly doubted myself. i um, mm. thinking that, oh, if I fail, if I fail, and then it will be over. So just believe in yourself. And I have one more thing. <laughs> for <laughs> Make more mistakes. Mm. Yeah. I'm a go-get- go-getter girl. I've always been at the top of my class. Um, there was no room for errors and i when i when i got older when i'm tur- turned 25 26 i realized that the mistakes that we make that's the greatest teacher it, because it's black and white right like oh you made a mistake then don't do this again like you know i i was so scared to make mistakes and that's why i feel like that limited me cuz i didn't want to make mistakes i turned into this little perfectionist <laughs> shield <laughs> And yeah, there, that's the four things that I mentioned.
0: Good. it's so powerful. Yeah, very powerful. Um, one of the things that I'm super excited about that not only are we uh, meeting here at the podcast, but we're starting to work together with you being a brand ambassador for Rise Up Creatives and doing some workshops together. Um, as you think about um, the potential for Rise Up Creatives to help business owners in the Philippines, like how do you think that that resource might be able to help up and coming CEOs.
1: Well, let's face it, David, content creation. That's one of the most challenging things. Constantly coming up with ideas to share. But um I feel that this Rise Up Creatives, the platform that you showed me, to really give them all the things that they need. It's like a checklist. It's all it's all prepared for them. All they have to do is to add their brand story add whatever it is that makes your brand unique and it would really help them because you know it would save them time you know time (laughs) it's already there if you have a podcast it's what you have to do it's all there and of course um you also have the captions right like some of us it's a challenge you know it you know some people says it's so daunting man like my other brand sounds exactly like this other brand and you having the caption um service there that aspect there on the on our platform on your platform would be really really helpful because at least it's all in one it's like it's like a content team but the 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 only difference is that you're the one there and everything that you need is already presented for you yeah
0: super fun it's going to be super fun to see how um, entrepreneurs in the Philippines and Southeast Asia utilize the platform. I'm really excited to see how that happens. Um, talk to us about how people can learn more about your um, society, how they can get involved, um, how they can get a taste of what you offer. Where should they go? What should they check out?
1: So um, definitely you can follow us on Instagram because oh, we're really, really loud on Instagram. That's where we send all our contents um, via the, the Instagram. It's at the CEO Society. But if you want to learn more about our offers, everything that we do, you can definitely visit the CEO So that's where you'll find the tell-all program and the club membership. So the club memberships, it's by invite. Right now, so you have to sign up, and then if we see that you're a right fit, we can send you all the details in the future. And um, also, um, I'm launching this—it's like a mini business consultations. It's called it's called Unearthing Session. So, right now, um, we're slowly teasing everyone, but um, it would be best if you subscribe to our digest, our email subscription list. So we'll send you everything that is new, all the promotions or what's coming in the club so that you'll be updated. Yes.
0: Awesome. All right. So you can get the links to the website and Instagram and so forth in our show notes. So you can swipe up on your phone now and click the link or go to our website insporising.com and you can find all the show notes there as well. So Maine, you are an inspiration. I love your smile, your energy, your your passion, uh, and I'm excited to keep seeing where you're going to go and how we can work together.
1: Yes, David, thank you so much for having me here in the inspiring. In and it's been, you know, it's been an amazing thing to be able to share my story to everyone watching and listening.
0: Hey, congrats on listening to another episode of Inspiration Rising. Why congrats? Because you're pouring education and inspiration into your mind and heart. And that's something we all need if we're going to grow our businesses and reach our goals in life. Now, if you enjoy Inspiration Rising, do us a favor. Share it with a friend. Take a screenshot of your favorite episode And text it to them. Tell them to search for Inspiration Rising on their favorite podcast app and click subscribe. And if you haven't already, be sure to sign up for Inspo Text. That's our daily inspirational text messages. Just text me right now at 949 401 6090. That's 949 401 6090. Just say, hey, Dave, what's up? You'll get an automated reply with a link where you can add yourself as a contact. And of course, you can always unsubscribe. I want you to know today that you're inspired, empowered, and loved. Not because of the way you feel or what anyone else says about you, but because that's your true identity.